0: This episode of our podcast is brought to you by Doolaban Insurance. If you live in Ontario, Canada, and are looking for the best price and coverage for your Tesla, give Doolaban a call at 1-855-385-4226, or visit their website at com slash tesla. All right. Well, it's the first uh, podcast of the year. Welcome, everybody. Um, Happy New Year 2020. Um, I don't know what episode this is. Not that it matters or anything like that. But uh, hey, we got some really awesome guests. We have my usuals, Eric Camacho and Ian Pavelko. And also our good friend, Raj from the Tesla Raj YouTube channel. How you doing, Raj? Good, good, guys. How are you? Awesome. Hello. Well, we were going to do the podcast on our usual night, which is Thursday nights, but I was waiting for the Tesla numbers to come out, and uh, sure enough, we got them very early this morning. So uh, yeah, that's what we're going to do. So we're going to talk about Tesla's production numbers because they broke amazing records, and then uh, we're going to move on to, I think what we're going to do is talk about, uh, do some 2020 predictions as far as what we think Tesla's going to be doing this year because there are some differences. There's not any new cars, but there's some new stuff coming. And then, as usual, we'll get into viewer and listener questions. So, I want to say thank you to everybody who has submitted the questions. We have uh, a fair amount of them. Uh, to get into. Now, if you're new to the channel and new to the podcast, uh, welcome. If you ever want to submit questions, we usually do it uh, through my Twitter account, uh, the handles at Model 3 Owners, or just look for Tesla Owners Online. And we put out a Google form that you can fill in usually the day of or sometimes the day before of the podcast where you can submit your questions. And we try our best on the show to to answer those. So having said that, let's get in here. Uh, yes, Tesla production numbers. Holy mackerel. Well, Um, I'm going to read a little bit from the uh, Q4 2019 vehicle production and deliveries note that Tesla released. I'm going to put a link, as usual, down in the podcast and the video description so you guys can check it out for yourself. Now, this is not financial related or anything like that because financials will be coming out a little bit later, I suspect. Based on these numbers, I think the financials are going to be really good for Q4. Anyways. So, Tesla has stated, um, let me see here, total production. In the fourth quarter, we achieved a record production of almost 105,000 vehicles and record deliveries of approximately 112,000 cars. In 2019, we delivered approximately 367,500 cars, which is 50% more than the previous year and in line with our full guidance. Now, in the Uh, Letter here. They do a little bit of a breakdown. So they produced uh, 17,933 Model S and X combined. They don't break them down. Um, Deliveries of 19,450. So a little bit there in transit. Model 3 uh, produced 86,958 cars, delivered 92,550. So grand totals, as usual, uh, well, total deliveries, that's what really matters at the end of the day, because those are the ones that they can realize for profits, 112,000 cars. Now, they also go on to say here that we continue to focus on expanding production in both the U.S. and our newly launched facility in Shanghai, that's Gigafactory 3, despite breaking ground at Gigafactory less than 12 months ago, actually the anniversary is, grand breaking is in just a few days, so that's uh, January 7th, if I remember correctly. Um, so they've already produced just under 1,000, uh, 1, correction, 1,000 customer saleable cars and have begun deliveries. We also demonstrated production run rate capability of greater than 3,000 units per week, excluding local battery pack production, which began in late December. That sentence caught my eye because I always assumed, probably did for like the longest time, that the batteries were being shipped from Fremont or from the Gigafactory 1 in Reno, Nevada, Sparks to be exact, to China, but it looks like they're producing battery packs now. Now not cells, that's a big difference. So anyways, that's kind of interesting. Now just to put this in per- perspective, I pulled up the numbers for 2018 because they did say it's 50 uh, 50% growth. So the same quarter of last year, uh, Tesla produced 25,161 S and X combined, they delivered 27,550. So you can obviously see here that the numbers are definitely down on S and X. Now, again, we've talked this at length on the podcast. We're not too sure whether that's just people waiting for an update or it's just Model 3 cannibalization. Who knows? Anyways, Model 3, they produced uh, just under 62,000 cars. They delivered 63,150. So total is 245,240 cars. So, you know, do the math, 50% growth. Amazing numbers. Um, I think... And we'll get into this a little bit later in the show. But we have some other cars coming. You know, Model Y is the big car coming out this year, 2020. Uh, a few other cars coming in the next calendar year in 2021. No mention of Semi-Truck again. What's with, what's with that? I mean, I thought that was coming this year. But anyways, all right, guys, what are your thoughts? I mean, Raj, since you're the guest of honor, what do you think?
1: I mean, I think I think the numbers were, were awesome. uh I... I think it was kind of expected. We saw the the big push. Um, you know, I was I was there. I saw Fremont Factory and how crazy that was, and just the sheer number of people that were picking up. So it was definitely a um, a hard push towards the end. I think uh, Trevor, you and I were talking about. You know, even just looking at you know referrals that were made too. Like there was. Not a whole lot of deliveries, it seems like, from what I could see as far as like when I looked at referrals that were getting delivered. And so it almost kind of seems like Tesla, you know, kind of paused and just produced, produce, produced as much as they could, held it and then just went boom and just, you know, distributed it out everywhere. Um, so definitely not surprised there with the with the numbers and and the push towards um, the end and actually exceeding uh goal. So um, yeah, it's just just awesome, awesome stuff from uh, coming from them.
0: I'm glad you said that because it also want to segue into your experience because you helped out in the fourth quarter deliveries at the Fremont uh, facility, um, and of course we saw some of the tweets. Uh, you know that Elon eventually showed up, and um, was it was it John that was tweeting from from his account there, the um, the Silicon Valley Valley Owners Club yeah. there, where you were doing the orientations for for people. Yeah,
1: yeah, okay. yeah. So. Um, yeah, we had just kind of, uh, you know, there were there were shifts divided out, and so, um, so, you know, some of us, there was an area in the lobby where a bunch of people were waiting. Um, there was also an area in the back where um, Tesla employees were just lined up as volunteers, where they were just delivering cars, um, and they weren't doing orientations, um, and so that was just something that was decided that they just didn't have time for to do the orientations with the as, with the amount of. You know, the volume of people that were there. So there was another line outside. Um, And so, you know, one of us went around back and would just walk with Tesla employees as they were walking a customer to their car. I just kind of took it over uh, from there and just asked them, do you have any questions? And then, uh, you know, I was kind of on the front where people are waiting in the lobby and, you know, some of them were waiting a couple hours. So it was just like, make an announcement. Hey guys, you know, if anyone's interested, we're doing model three orientations if you bought a model three and you you know want to understand more about the car inside outside come with us um, I was actually doing it inside the showroom I and that. I think they were yeah they were like well you know this is looking a little crowded and I was like well bring some cars in or let us bring our cars up front mm-hmm. um, and they brought out three model threes they parked it right outside on the parking lot and we would just come out there there was three of us so um, you know we kind of split up when it came to talking about the interior of the car, um, but everything else on the exterior, and, and you know, just I kind of just looked at it as like you know, if I was a if I was um you know a new buyer, what would I want to know, right? Yeah, and So that's the right way. Yeah,
0: I think that's
1: some true. of the yeah some of the basics, um, and there's just so much, and so you know we're we're looking at you know you know how can we how can we make it even better, um, but you know just talking about where's your tow hitch, um, you know should, if your charging port ever gets stuck. How do you remove it? Right, that little, that little, you know, uh, pulley, you know, thing inside the trunk. No, no talk of ice um, or snow, right? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> right, right. Um, and just like, you know, hey, there's no spare tire, so you know, using roadside assistance, things like that. Um, and so they, it used up time. They got to know their vehicle, and they were super appreciative of it. So I thought it was, it was good. I'm curious to
0: find out how many people. From the, let's just say the lobby situation, how many people actually followed you to to join in on that? Like percentage wise or like, do you, or do you Man. feel like, like most people are already kind of already familiar with the car? Or?
1: No, I would say, I would say out of the people that were in the lobby, we probably aren't oriented at least, at least 50%. Um, oh, wow. because what would happen is, is they would come out and they would come back in. And when I came back in for another, there were some people that didn't come out, like the groups got smaller as, as I did the orientations. Cause some of the people had already gotten the orientation. They were still in the lobby. Yeah. Um, so, uh, so that happened, but there were still fairly, fairly large numbers of people that would come out and, you know, and they would stay for a little bit or sometimes they would get there. The main thing was, is. What if my text message comes through while I'm in orientation? I was like, you can go back in. Go get your car for sure, (laughs) you know. And then if you have any other questions, come back and ask us.
0: Oh, awesome. So the vibe was pretty good, all things? Or do you think, like, some people were frustrated because of the weights?
1: There were, of course, a couple people that were frustrated because of the weight. Um, And I think it was, you know, it was just trying to, you know, figure out ways. You know, Tesla was, was handing out, like, food and snacks um, things like that, and they were they were trying to be great. They were also doing um, tours, so factory tours, which you know you have to sign up, you know, mm-hmm. months in advance. You could get a factory tour right then and there, oh, nice. um, which that's was nice. like, yeah. yeah, it was like they were signing them up. They sent them right over. So I think that day they had just blocked off tours just for people oh, that's a great who were picking idea. up their cars. So mm-hmm. you know, like an hour there, a half hour orientation. You know, so there were a lot of ways to pass the time. But you know, I I could I could see how it could get frustrating for some people. Yeah. Is it, is it true that a lot of the delay had to do with um, DMV? Because that's part yeah. of the story. I thought, yeah. Yeah. When I first got there, it was the first thing in the morning, and it was it almost seemed like nobody was moving, and I was like, what is going on? And so, typically, um, I think last year we didn't have this. I think it was just something new for this year. Um, we started doing the temporary uh, plates. Prior to that, we just you just got a you got no plate. It was like a vanity plate, and you just had to wait for your plates to come in the mail. And people sometimes abuse that. And even when they get their plates, they still don't put it in. Um, But now you get a temporary plate. And so I guess that involves DMV. And so DMV is like on site. And Mm. so I think there was a big holdup on that um, is what I heard.
0: Hmm. We had the same situation in Toronto last year. And I think I mentioned to this when we had a conversation, Raj, the other day, Um, you know, when they were dropping some three to four thousand vehicles in the span of a month, Uh, this was, oh gosh, well, June of last year, Um, Tesla had warned our local DMV, so to speak, that this is what we're doing. And I don't think they were prepared because uh, obviously we had, aside from paperwork problems, which were pretty prevalent at the time, that they didn't have enough plates. And uh, you can talk to most people up here, they experience that. I mean, right. things have smoothed out since then. Um, I also talked to a, a local friend of mine who just picked up his Model 3 just a few days ago. And uh, he was told, and of course, I, I can't verify this 100% because I have not been participating in the deliveries locally, but it looks like in the Toronto area, at least, they were they were waiting on cars. Um, they hadn't really received any kind of significant shipments for about two, two months. Um, so I don't know if that was just a shift of you know most vehicles as things typically happen at the beginning of a quarter everything goes to China and Europe first and then North American production shifts over. Although I do think that you know of course now with Gigafactory three really coming online that at least fifty percent of that particular problem should hopefully go away. Yeah, so
1: it was it was crazy to see that parking lot just. Filled with cars. I mean, yeah. I came out there and I'm looking, cars beyond, you know, your eyes can see. And now, was I'm, like, I'm
0: curious, I mean, because I've been to the factory before, where are they putting these cars?
1: So it was where all the other cars, like, so you know, if you're facing the factory towards yeah. the right hand side of the factory, That's where all those cars room. are. Yeah. And so, um, where it comes in front of the factory, they had a side entrance there. It was basically like a garage, and they had opened the up all garages. three doors. Yeah, and yeah. those were open, and that's where paperwork was being done with customers. Mm-hmm. Um, so there was a line over there on that side, I saw that. Um, and then customers were, you know, kind of, of course, inside. And and that's actually the line that that Elon came through and was, you know, kind of talking to some customers and um, just asking. Were you there them, at
0: the time when he showed up? <laughs>
1: the look oh, on his no, face says no, no. <laughs> 5 minutes literally oh five that's minutes. brutal and i had a feeling and it was just one of those where you know i was i had been there since i dropped off the kid at 9 at the in-laws and i was there till almost 5 and i'm like I, this is almost an entire day i got to pick her up and i got to head home yeah. so i had just left and literally when i got to the in-laws when i got a message saying elon just got here and i was like oh. Oh.
0: was a rush there <laughs>
1: Yeah, he was. So he's he had a couple shots of uh, of Elon. That. He kind of was going through the line and you know shaking hands and and talking a few things to people. And then he did kind of say to people like, "I I got to go take care of some some paperwork and stuff like that." Because he was he was trying to figure out what were the what was taking so long for some customers. You know who had been there the longest and and trying to figure out how do we resolve those first.
0: Yeah, I saw that. Yeah. Well, hopefully they did get it resolved because you know there's nothing worse than. Waiting around for four plus hours for a car. Right, Ian?
1: Yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> By the way, can we have a moment of silence for the U.S. federal tax credit for Tesla? Yes. Because yes. that's now done. But I will say this, though, and, and I know this is like kind of a, a moratorium on this thing, is despite the numbers dwindling down every two every two quarters, the number of sales kept going up yeah so that if that's an indicator that it's not a tax driven it's not an incentive driven sales program it's the vehicle itself it 's what Tesla's providing you it's what they're selling that makes it worth an investment so I'm be interested to see what q one's numbers are now that this will be the first official quarter with the incentive at zero
0: yeah. I don't so. think it's going to make that much of an impact. I mean it might make some impact, but I don't think it's going to be really measurable in the sense that you know at eighteen hundred and seventy five dollars once it goes away. You know, it's just going to become the new norm. It's like, okay, well, I don't get a Mm -hmm. federal tax credit, and you just kind of move on with your life. Um, Same thing with us. I mean, when I buy my Model 3, there's Mm -hmm. no... I mean, we have a federal incentive, but my car doesn't qualify for it, so it's just like okay, right. It is what it is, right? And, just, and
2: there are still state incentives. Like I know where Raj is in California, there's still a state incentive for electric vehicles. But, but yeah, now we 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 didn't really promote it much in the the, the
1: last show at the end of December. And I'm like, all right, well, that, <laughs> there goes the tax incentive. <laughs> See you later. Yeah. Now here's a good question: Is every other time the tax credit has expired, Tesla has adjusted their numbers? Do you think? that they'll adjust their numbers again, maybe a thousand bucks off or something just to it's always been like a little like, hey, here's a little to compensate. That's a true.
0: Dinner. That's true. They have done that in the past. Um, I, I hope would... I
2: hope they don't because every time they change prices, uh, people lose their gourd. Yeah.
0: Yes. I, yeah, I, I understand. Online it's very much a bone of contention with a lot of people every time they change the prices. Mm-hmm. We get it. Um for a while there it was almost like on a weekly basis, which is just ridiculous. Um, I wouldn't put it past them for doing something. I mean, they just reduced the prices of the cars five hundred dollars because of the paint, right? They did do mm-hmm. a, a paint yeah. adjustment price, so I wouldn't put it past them to do something. But again, I don't was... think
3: I don't think it's a big deal this time, though. I mean, you went right. when you went from the full tax credit from you know uh, the seventy five hundred down to what was it thirty seven fifty. I mean, that's, that's a, a pretty big chunk of change. You right. had to incentivize people, you know, when they went to eighteen hundred. Uh, think there was a slight adjustment. Maybe that's around the time where the paint things and all that stuff, they they tweaked a little bit. But now going from 1800 to zero, I mean, that's kind of like almost a rounding error in the price of the Mm -hmm. car. I don't think it's going to have any effect at all. And I don't think they're going to touch the pricing.
0: By the way, Mm -hmm. we should mention, um, you know, Tesla does want to change prices occasionally. And uh, don't be surprised if uh, FSD keeps going up in price. I mean, we just had a price increase. So uh, brace yourselves if you're uh, teetering on the edge of like, wow, well, do I get FSD or not? If it's, a, it's, if it's of importance to you, uh, our recommendation is always to buy it right then and there with the car because you can bundle in with your loan because, trust me, trying to come up with that, whatever it is, after the fact of, um, you know, that's, that's, that can be pretty painful, uh, you know, pull it out of your money. So roll it in your car loan if you can, if that's of interest to you. You know, it's funny because I was just driving my car there the other day and I was just thinking about that situation. You know, with uh, with autopilot and the fact that if if you want the FSD thing, <clears throat> that's all great. But you know what? Just traffic aware cruise control and auto steer, which is available, which is in all, basically in all the cars now. Yep. Mm-hmm. Man, w- what a game changer that is! That is so nice to have. Um, you know, the other stuff is gravy. It's nice to have and stuff. But, um, anyways, I just think that that was. I mean, as painful as that change was back in March. Early March, Um, that was the right move, I think. In all honesty, to include that. Um, Anyways, we talked about that on the podcast last time. Um, Any last thoughts before we uh, move on to the second part of this? Did we get into predictions? No, that's what we're going to talk about now. Okay, I'm just checking. Okay, Okay. (laughs) so I'm here. I'm in the moment. I'm just making sure. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, all right. So I thought it would be kind of interesting because we haven't done this on the podcast before, is to think about what is tesla going to pull out of their hat this year now they're not a company that's going to sit still for very long because they're always changing things but in case you don't know this elon did take to twitter and basically announced that there are not going to be any more car announcements for any time soon um because you know we just had the model y this year i keep saying this year's 2020 sorry 2019 we had the model y in march and then we had the cybertrack in november um so they're not planning on announcing any other cars now it's not to say that they won't have delivery events like they had for the model 3 they could have a delivery event for the model y Um, semi-truck probably not even though that may or may not come into production later this year because that's not really consumer grade product and stuff um so i want to take a, a little time here and just kind of talk a bit about what predictions um, we expect, given the fact that we're not going to see any cars, but there are going to be some technology um, announcements, and the first one I think we should talk about is the Battery Investor Day. Um, Now, last year, they had the Autonomy Investor Day. That was held uh, the weekend of Easter weekend. That was back in April of this year, and um, I thought it was very interesting. If you you missed that, uh, check uh, Tesla's YouTube channel. Um, it's fascinating to watch. I mean, yes, it started about an hour and a half late, but uh, uh, still fascinating in any in any shape or form. Um, I think this year, uh, based on what he did say, they I think they said earlier this year, like sometime in the spring. Uh, I'm going to put it at April again. Um, that's just kind of my prediction. Um, I think the timing is about right. Um, I should also mention too that when they announced the battery investor or the sorry the autonomy investor day, when they talked about the hardware three computer it was already in production at that time, and the cars were being delivered with it. So, if they're gonna talk about this fabled one million mile battery, which is of course on everybody's tongue, um, I'm gonna say that that battery is, if if they do announce it, let's say in April, it's already in production in the cars, because the last thing you wanna do is announce a battery like that and have your sales tank, because everybody's waiting on, on, you know, oh, when should I buy? No, the trick is you can buy it today, and it's already in the cars. That's kind of my prediction. What are your thoughts?
2: One million
0: miles.
2: <laughs>
3: <laughs> I I don't know about that, but I'll tell you. On the subject of batteries, the thing that kind of blew my mind is um, just around the time we went to air on the last show, um, a guy I've been following now religiously, and if you're not, you should, is Green the Only on yes. Twitter. Um, at greenlyonly is the hashtag, and the tech that comes out of this feed is incredible. And one of the cool things that he was able to decode in the config file for Model 3 was the possibility that there's going to be a 100-kilowatt pack on Model 3. So is this new battery technology? Because think about it. How do you, you know, like the platform is pretty maxed out. There's really no room to put more physically, battery in this yes. car. Yeah, physically. This
0: is a chemistry thing.
3: Exactly. So you, there's got to be an, a density improvement somewhere coming. And I'm, I'm thinking that could be tied. It could explain why that's that's in this config list now. Now, when we're going to get it, I don't know. Is it for real? That's the other thing, too. This is just him speculating. But if you read the feed, which was from December 20th, uh, it's pretty compelling because all the other configs are there and they're, they're pretty accurate, you know, so.
0: It's one of those things of, like when they do announce it, you can put, you know, you put all the pieces together and goes, oh, well, all the evidence was there, right? Right. Right. Um, I think part of this is also going to tie in with a Model S and X. Of course, we know that the Plaid powertrain is coming yeah. sometime later in September, um, later in the summer. So I think it's going to tie in all there. I don't think the Plaid powertrain is going to be motors only. I think, uh, you know, Elon did confirm that they are going to put a bigger battery in these cars. I think, personally... Um, I'm going to put my money on the fabled interior refresh at all in the same thing. This whole thing is going to drop all at once. You're going to get the new interior, which basically consists of a new dashboard, a new center console. It's not much more than that. Um, a new battery pack, very likely with 2170 cells. Um, new power electronics, very similar to what they've done with the Model 3, because Model 3 is very efficient that way, you know, with the super bottle and all that other stuff. So a lot. I think a lot of that tech is going to be plucked out of that car and then put into the SNX, and and then boom, it just gives those cars a new lease on life and uh, hopefully boost their sales a little bit. That's just kind of my prediction at that point. I mean, we have other stuff. Of course, Eric and um, Raj, I mean, if you want to throw something in here too, you're more than welcome to. But uh, I think those are probably at least the two known things that they've talked about, Investor Day and the Plaid Power Train. Uh, There's probably some other stuff too, but again, haven't hinted anything. But based on those two things, I think you know, the, the orbits of everything are just kind of syncing up with one another.
2: And that's uh, not yeah. like just That's not like a facelift. That's like a really substantive yes. change. Yes. Or, um, substantive change. I mean, it's, it's not like it's, you know, they're, they're kind of going in there and we, and we see they make modifications all the time. The Raven refresh that happened. Hello last year. <laughs> um, you know, that was not a significant change, but it was pretty noticeable by those that drove the car and saw the difference in the performance of the vehicles and yada, 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 um, Right. The range of the different, uh, the trunk, uh, the st- uh, trunk well was a little bit smaller because of the larger motor. So there were, there were some minor changes. Um, you know, we always see little things like, oh, now the front seats in the X are different. Like those are tweaks. You know, those are just, you know, they're skinless. You know, they're faceless. Um, you know, but if you're talking a plaid refresh, that is an overwhelming change. That is like someone who went into surgery with uh, a certain nose and come out and they go,
0: dollar you look
2: marvelous <laughs> so well
0: you have to remember elon has said before that um you know he doesn't use the the nomenclature of refresh right mid-cycle yeah, refresh. Oh, what was that word you just said nomenclature you, you mean nomenclature nomenclature yeah, nomenclature, nomenclature. <laughs> tomato or tomato sorry <laughs> no it's either tomato or tomato <laughs> are we having a trevor's wrong moment <laughs> yeah yeah trevor's wrong okay um so he's not one to use that, but it doesn't mean that the changes that they that they put out in the vehicles are not insignificant. Mm-hmm. So as far as I'm concerned, if you're going to change the interior and you're going to do a bunch of other stuff, in my mind, it's a refresh. They may not tweak the exterior all that much. You know, on the Plaid powertrain car that's been going around the nur Nür yeah. Nürburgring track—I got to get that right—has nice. <laughs> um, different uh, fenders on the front, uh, mm-hmm. largely for extra cooling on the uh, larger for brakes. That yes. Um, It may also coincide uh, with a design change on the taillights. Now this is a rumor that's been going around for some time and it's still stuck in my head. Um, If you look at the Model 3, obviously they put a larger taillight fixture where the charger is, of course, to accommodate CCS in Europe and of course the GP connector in China. So now's the time to re-engineer those taillights on both of the s and the X to accommodate that change as well for those markets you You have to imagine that making those cars in China with the extra flap on the side's got a painful for a painful thing for them um, I can imagine that that's that's very bothersome for them so uh, I just that was the thing that I heard and, it, and when you put it into context like that what they did with the model three it just makes total sense now I'm not saying the exterior of the car needs to change dramatically the model S is still a beautiful car it's aging quite well um but if you do those those things you know you give the interior a little facelift type of thing change a couple things on the outside you know still looks great
2: I mean the, the nose cone refresh was a really big change for them uh that was
0: more than skin deep though.
2: Right, no, of course, but that was a very discernible difference from one model to the next, if, especially within that same model year. Um, but since then, that's really the most significant, noticeable, like you can clearly see these two S's are not the same car. Uh, other than that, they're minor interior refreshes. So this, this, I'd be more inclined to believe that they're going to do a lot more for the S than they will the be X, because with Model Y coming out, how much of the Model X are you really going to change? If we've seen that the numbers for Model X have been dwindling at a greater rate than the Model S has uh, over the same time period, so I, I think the goal is to sort of keep S as their flagship vehicle um, from from its origins, from its roots. But uh, I think I think to revamp it would be uh, a good idea because it's really a lot of folks are saying it's kind of you know old in the tooth right now.
0: they of said for that. I mean, the other thing I was thinking about the other day. I mean, the fact that they're pulling some of this drivetrain stuff that was originally designed for the new Roadster and putting that mm-hmm. in production now. And, and if you listen to Ryan's podcast where he had Franz on on it, and he said, well, the Roadster needs more time. So by doing that and improving on the Roadster, you just know that that car's, they've got something else up their sleeve for this vehicle. Mm-hmm. Um, now, I don't know if it's just little tweaks or something massive, but I think it's smarter on their behalf to look at it and say, okay, what can we use from this drivetrain to actually improve the vehicles and then tie everything in? And the thing is, is that even though that Tesla doesn't necessarily announce the big changes that they're going to do. But when they drop on them, when they drop those changes on us, it's like, oh yeah, it's almost like they had that planned, you know, the whole time, right? Yeah. So, so yeah, I think the big change is really going to come this summer. It's going to really re- revitalize the S and the X. Now, remains to be seen what they do to the current performance car, whether that stays in the stable or they do what they did with the Cybertruck. Okay, so you have the base rear-wheel drive, you have an all-wheel drive, and then you have, you know, the big, you know, tri motor plaid uh, type of thing. Um, I think, well, unlike the unlike the Cybertruck, you know, the Model S is still going to remain an all wheel drive um, vehicle because that's the way they have it right now. But anyway. Um so those are just kind of thinking about what's going to happen that way. Um, Eric, you also had some other stuff going. Um, I, know I did, I did, I did. So. I got
2: some predictions. All right. So the first thing is with the <laughs> numbers that just came out, uh, I believe that model-wise, sales and deliveries figures. so the, not production, but actual, they're buying the car, they get the car delivered before a quarter ends. Sales and deliveries over its initial six-month period, which I believe will start sometime in late spring, early June. Um, it's a ahead uh, of schedule. I know. Hey, listen, we've seen crazier things have happened. Um, but its first six months of sales will eclipse Model 3 figures over its initial six-month period uh, from from some years ago. So I think Model Y will actually beat Model 3. Um, I'm predicting in 2020 over 150,000 Model Y deliveries. That's a huge number. When you it consider is. Model Three just had in quarter four uh, about ninety-three thousand deliveries, and that's a car that's been in full-flank production for a while. Um, Bob, I say, I, Bob, t-
0: I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to, um, I'm going to bid one dollar. No, no, I'm just kidding.
1: <laughs> oh, really First, quick story. I,
0: I, I was watching. I would, I would say eighty eighty thousand cars personally.
2: Listen. You bite your tongue. All right. These are my predictions. Stop (laughs) stepping on my toes. Get the hell out of here. Uh, Quick quick Price is Right story. I was watching an episode one time where a woman was so excited in in Bitter's Row. uh, She was able to go, $1, right? She's so excited. She couldn't leave. The look on her face was like, yeah, I did it. I said it. She was the third person. So the person after her goes, "Um, $2? It's great. All right. All right all right uh i will say that in 2020 tesla will deliver half a million cars worldwide in 2020 now that china's We're coming down. online and yeah. with model y coming online that number yep. should be a breeze to hit uh since That's we have 320 thousand yep yeah? uh and because i like having fun with numbers version 11 the cars uh, operating system version 11 debuts in november the 11th month of the year with 11 new features. And a new Spinal Tap Easter egg. (laughs) Taking it to 11. Because it goes to 11, Uh, right? Goes to 11. And then because there's nothing new this year, but we may finally see Trevor get really excited because now he has a passport in his hand. He knows exactly where it is. (laughs) He may be in LA LA for a debut event where Roadster 2.0 finally makes its public view for everyone to see, touch, and maybe even test drive. Ooh. Oh, that would be sweet. And my mm. guess is it'll be at Hawthorne, not Fremont. Just okay.
0: Maybe. Okay. Rent out the uh, airstrip?
2: Mm-hmm.
0: I mean, you need the space. Uh, I'm just, I'm just <laughs> yeah. saying. You need How the space. How Do we know? <laughs> long enough. Well, I mean, it kind of goes back. I mean, that last prediction about the Roadster, um, you know, Elon did say sometime on Twitter that they may show something about the Roadster later this year. You know the hover thing that they talk about the SpaceX thing. So if it holds true, maybe um, I'd be interested to see what what uh, what they've actually been able to work on on that car. Um, if anybody
2: wants me to be their plus one, let me know. Uh, I'll I'll, I'll, I'll I, go. We'll make it happen. We'll make it happen. I can I can drive my Model Three out there. <laughs> <laughs>
0: um, yeah, version eleven the software. Yeah, um, who knows what extra features? Spinal Tap. Yeah, that's a good one. We'll hold you to that one. I like that. All right, it's ver- version eleven in the eleventh month of the year with eleven new features. I mean, come on, I wouldn't it's put great. it past Elon. I mean, look what he did with the Cybertruck, you know, mm-hmm. yeah, you know, exactly. Los Angeles, twenty nineteen. Mm-hmm. All right, Raj and uh, Ian, any predictions on your ends? Or you, what do you guys want to throw into the pot here? Go, Raj. Um, so
1: <laughs> man, there's just there's so much. There's so much. So, um, I love the prediction about going for a reveal for Roadster. I think that would be awesome, but mm-hmm. I sadly don't think we're gonna see Roadster getting shipped or delivered till 2021.
0: Oh yeah, I agree with you. It's definitely a 2021 car.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's just so, it's it's so niche and it's so beautiful, but we know that there's you know bigger fish to fry. There's things that are much more important, you know, numbers to hit. And I think to what you said, Eric, is like, you know, why? Um, I think Y has a lot of opportunity. Mm-hmm. I don't know why I still... Yeah. I don't know why. I don't know I don't why, know I, why I still... I don't know. Um, it's hard for me to understand that Y could do better than 3. Um, I just see 3 and I'm just like this is the best selling vehicle for them for right now. Um, but it's hard for me to think about why, because I just think about how many people bought 3 and how many people who um, who would have bought a Y bought a 3. Uh, like myself, if the Y existed when the three existed, I would have bought the Y over the three just because of the space with the family, you know, Mm -hmm. it just makes more sense. Not to say I'm not happy with the three, but now it kind of puts me in a position of like, now do I want to go through the whole thing of selling and rebuying? And, you know, I, I mean, my three, I got a great deal on um, because, you know, I got the FSD on sale, you know, it's, I've got the unlimited data. And so all of that stuff, you know, added in, is kind of like, I don't want to get rid of my three. It's a great I car. I think
0: we'll probably also see a pretty good use market for the Model Three because there's going to be a lot of people that yes. are going to want to trade up, right? So it'll big yeah. an opportunity for some people to pick up. One I of mean, those cars. I, I, I think of it
2: t- with with respect to what Roger's saying, and I agree largely with what his points are here. But I think two things that I would add to that. One is there's a lot of current owners who are reservation holders for Model Y, so there's no reason to believe that with the number of households that have at least two electric cars, especially if they're both Teslas, it wouldn't it wouldn't be beyond the scope of reality of a lot of these owners that have a three. Say, you know what, I'm going to add a second car for that purpose of being my Model 3 is my work car, my personal commute car, but the Model Y is a family vehicle because I'm now growing. Um, so that might be the reality. But also to, to Trevor's point, yeah, there may be a large number of people who are like in our position that are Model 3 owners that said, you know what, I, I was a great car at the time. I've gotten good use out of it. I want to actually now give someone else experience of owning the car. They're going to get some perks with the car like the unlimited Internet and all this other stuff. But you know what? Let me. I, ideally, the Model Y is the step up for what's what's natural in the in the progression of Tesla ownership. So, I think both those things can coexist. How much of that plays out in twenty twenty, to Raj's point, we'll have to wait and see. But I think there might be a lot of people who might still stick with their Model Three and just add the Model Y. But we'll we'll see how that how that turns yeah, out. Yeah, I
1: think I think I think actually both of those were actually really good points i think the Mm -hmm. second one or the the first one that you said about getting this as your second car and completing your all-electric household that's very true if i had a three right now and we were due for a second car and we had the Mm -hmm. money to spend we i I mean it's like why not the three is the gateway drug right it was the cheaper (laughs) entry-level vehicle you know you got in the y is basically just a bigger three you feel completely Mm -hmm. comfortable stepping into a y if you already have a three as being hey the three is the you know the commuter car and the y is the weekend family car i think when you put it into that context, now I can believe what you said. Is that, oh, yeah, why will y yeah, why Y, y is going to well. explode
0: this year. I mean, even though it wasn't a, big, a great big reveal and, you know, mm-hmm. people talked about it and stuff, but it, everything went real quiet. And, of course, the Cybertruck's been getting all of the attention. So yeah. Model Y is a real sleeper until it really hits the roads. Then you watch. It's just going to explode.
2: Wait this till is- it hits showrooms and people actually can see it, touch it, sit oh. in it. That's going to be the game changer. Right.
3: I'll yeah. tell you right now, that thing is going to be beyond anyone's wildest imagination. I mean, mm-hmm. Elon himself said conservatively this thing is gonna sell one, 1. 1.5 times model three numbers. I have no trouble believing that. And, and I have to say
0: I- the pre-production candidates that we've been seeing driving around yeah. look phenomenal. Amazing like the finish on them are really good. Did you see the yeah. white yeah. one? I forget mm-hmm. who it was. Somebody was driving around, saw the white one parked there. I was looking at that and I'm like, man, does it ever look good?
3: But so, but yeah. th- the thing is, don't underestimate the demand there is for CUV and SUV oh, no, vehicles. Oh it's a huge market for America. Yeah. yeah, where it's at. I mean, look at how many companies have already started phasing out sedans. The fact that the Model Three sells so well as a sedan is a freak of nature right now in the automotive world. Well,
0: get the world. EQC get the E-tron? Those are both you know first. Right. First move for cars for both of those brands yeah, in the SUV else. market.
2: Well, even even with Porsche last year with the with the Taycan. I mean, there, there was there was so much news about that vehicle when it came out, and there were some detractors who were trying to rip on Porsche. I'm like, no, good for Porsche. Like, they put out a really, really good EV. Um, but now you're going to have the true competitor to that vehicle with the Model Y in terms of the overall volume. You got Ford with the Mach-E.
0: Yeah. It's a hot yep. segment still yep. in North America. Unless yep. buying habits change overnight, which – they don't, probably not, unless They're we see crazy right. I mean, fuel prices,
3: but. We, we have to, you know, we work with the OEMs. I mean, I see their forecast for the next two years. I know where this is going, and it ain't sedans. I mean, the Y is going mm-hmm. to kill. Yeah. Unfortunately, to the detriment of the three, it will eat into, it'll cannibalize, I think, North American production of A three. Little bit. But,
0: but you know what, I China- think Tesla cares? It's another sale for them. They don't care yeah. which one you buy. It's just another sale for them.
3: And, and let's be clear with China coming online and adding another 3000 cars a week even if they lose a thousand or 1500 in north america the overall volume of 3 is going to continue to climb mm-hmm. and Adoption rates of EVs are going to continue to climb as well. The market's just going to get bigger and bigger and never underestimate this the butts in the seats phenomenon. The more people that drive this car, the more neighbors that go for you know a drive in it and go, wow, I gotta get me one of these. I, I also
2: I also think it's the price point, right? The model three to Raj's yeah. point, it's it's that car that you can kind of get into. You, you can see yourself with your budget saying, I can get into that car. That's a realistic, it's not only is an electric car, but it's also a Tesla I can see myself getting into. Now you have the model Y, which is fraction more expensive than the Model 3, not even close to what the Model S and X are at entry levels. And then you start seeing people going, well, heck, I, I want a CUV sort of you know vehicle. I can see myself getting into that car. So the price point, by and large, will be a major, major uh, attraction for people uh, who want to,
0: get to do I that. Know, I know for a fact when I take um, people for a ride in my car, um, they're immediately impressed with the vehicle. Uh, but sometimes, more often than not, the next question is, "Well, it'd be really nice if it was a CUV." Exactly. Like, well, guess what?
2: <laughs> I mean, you you talked about your Model X all the time. How much you loved White Knight, just because it was such a versatile car for when you needed to do all you know those off-site events, or you know, you have this cargo. It's or a great car for gonna...
0: showing. It shows.
2: Of course. The moment
0: people ask about the price, (laughs) they do a one eighty and they walk away. I always make sure there's a Model Three beside me, so I say, "By the way, this car is only forty five thousand dollars."
1: Yeah. Right. Yeah. You know, I mean, mean, even even if I didn't have a family and you know whatnot, I think I would still choose the Y over the Three. And maybe that's an American thing that, like, you know, we like a little bit bigger. Like it just like you said, right? It's (laughs) it's a little bit. It's more versatile. And for that fraction of a price more, it's not Mm -hmm. significantly more. Where you're like. I'm already stretching this much. Let me stretch a little bit more and get a vehicle that I can fit more into.
2: I've stipulated this in the show a number of times. To me, the Model 3 is the perfect passenger car in North America. But, and I I will add this, but it would not surprise me in the least if I were to finally sit in the Model Y, because I know you guys have all been up close and personal with one, um, that I finally see it and go, Damn, is that not the 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 beautiful twin sister that we've been waiting for? You know, it's like when a parent all of a sudden gets a diagnosis where well, you're having twins and the first one's born you're like, "Oh my god, it's beautiful." And you're waiting like, you know, 15, 20, 30 minutes and the next one comes out, you're like, ah there it is." Yeah, this this car may be, I mean, Ian's right. We may be very conservative in the figures, both on Tesla's point and even our perspective. Like my numbers sort of make people cringe like that's a lot of cars. I honestly think that's how great this vehicle is going to be. This may yeah. be we thought the Model 3 was a game changer in the market, not just for Tesla, but just in the automotive industry altogether. The Model Y is going to blow people's numbers away. It would not surprise me if the figures are great for this car. If we see the stock hit 600 We're in the 500, I'm for telling sure. you, it's not yeah. it's not that crazy. Yeah,
3: no, because it's, it's 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 to your point. It's not not everyone is expecting this. This is yeah.
2: this is bigger than the Spanish Inquisition. No well, one. Well, how expects many the folks? Car. How many people thought the Model Three would not be what it is
0: today? Yeah, yeah, they weren't. No. They
2: weren't sure it'd even make it to production. Exactly. Well,
0: well they, hang on. <clears> hold to your hat. And yeah. remember, the car's not in full production yet, and Battery Investor Day is not here yet. So they may have some extra little things up their sleeve um, to make the car even better. I mean, Elon does say. Whatever we show, we will be better when the production car comes out so you know, mode <laughs> yes, we've been asking about well Dearest imagine
2: imagine if with that battery pack that car long term can hit 600 miles in a charge
0: well um good well, if you talk about the roadster it wouldn't surprise me to get 700 miles easily yeah. I mean, once they get the new battery tech in there I mean would they advertise 620 now mm mm-hmm. yeah 700 not 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 out of the question I don't think. But um, it's just like anything else. I mean, the cars will improve over time. Speaking of which, does anybody have any thoughts about uh, any updates to the Model 3? I mean, anything significant or not, other than possibly a battery pack? Hmm. How
2: about a new 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 color? A new color? No. (laughs) No. They even They alienated so many people reducing their color palette. I'm not. They're not going to love us and just go.
0: Okay, we, gotta, we, we got. We got this. It, um, when nice this amazing color. Salmon. I'm not saying. I'm not saying adding a color. How about like maybe changing up the blue or well, that roadster yeah. red? That roadster red would be nice. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. The well, here's the question. Think about
2: would, would they ever. even would they introduce a new interior color like SNX? Oh.
0: not on the three. <laughs> I don't, no, not on the three. <laughs> keep it black. Keep it white. That
1: works great. Well, Roger's yeah, keep reaction. Black, keep it black. Keep it white. What is maybe make the headliner black, please? Oh yeah. God. I'm Ooh, actually make here's it. a
0: great one. This
2: will make Trevor so happy. No piano black. No no shiny, scratched, glossy. On yeah. I put. No, I, in that.
3: I could see them doing that at some point. Yeah. I, another thing from Green. The Only's feed is apparently there's going to be a different type of tint to the glass to the roof. There's going to be some other roof coding there's two different codes apparently now that appear in the config Oh, oh interesting Yeah so what what's that going to be I mean you know is it going to be darker lighter a different color like
1: what is what is well, it mean? It's, it's funny I had um, one of the guys I don't know if I I don't know if he was a referral or if I if I met him during orientation but he messaged me he's like hey I just picked mine up and um I woke up this morning and there was you know dew on my car and I was expecting to see the rainbow and oh, I didn't yeah. see it and I I know you have the rainbow so did something change and I was like oh, yeah you know it used to be full rainbow then it went half <laughs> rainbow and now it's no <laughs> rainbow and he's like oh he's like is that something that I can change after uh, you know or is that at the factory I'm like no it's it's whatever the UV coating that they're adding it's something different about it change the
0: formulation yeah
1: yeah I was like it just doesn't it. Have, it's still does the same thing but it just doesn't have the rainbow so I had like, a customer uh, ask me
2: one time uh, can I get one without the glass
0: Oh, like a moonroof type of thing. Well,
2: because they remember even when they were talking about the car, they would, you would oh, have right. two roof options. Oh, the steel roof in store. Right? Yeah, because he, he's yeah, someone that's right. concerned about sun exposure on, on his head. Mm.
0: Uh, no, it's not an issue. I, pretty much, I mean, Tesla's no. pretty much married to this all glass thing now. I don't mm-hmm. think they're going to do any yeah. more roofs. I mean, if you God, look at glass early Model line. S's, they had lots of lots and lots and lots of uh, problems. Here's a
2: question for, for you guys. Ahead. Do you see the possibility of ever having a convertible? <laughs> it's <called the> <laughs> yes. Please, please,
3: I would ahead. trade mine in a heartbeat. Oh, absolutely! I that would I dream of it every night. It's like something in this price range, this size range, but with like the roof comes down.
1: Oh my mm-hmm. god! Yeah. No, I'd sell the house. Somebody that. Do, um, didn't somebody
0: tear up? A, uh, I mean, no, I'm not talking about truckla here, but didn't somebody yeah. do that to a Model Three already? Yes. Or I'm thinking about a Model. Uh, 1?
1: Model- I think I've seen pictures of a Model S. That yeah, has so Model it.
0: S has been done. I was just thinking whether Model 3 had been done.
3: I'm amazed no one has because I, I, I was at the point of wanting to wander around like some of the car dealerships here and start measuring like S5 roofs and things like that to figure out okay, maybe about a C class convertible. Something in that size range has got to have the right size because obviously mm-hmm. that would be the toughest part, right? Would be finding like an actual whole roof mechanism that would be the right size. You wouldn't want to make one from scratch, it would, you'd lose your mind. Mm-hmm. Right? but the rest of it's all doable i mean if you can make truckla you can make a convertible model 3 i mean you know i it would especially the we know that the chassis is so over engineered if you watch the monroe show where he talks about like how they built the bottom of the thing is basically an armored personnel carrier chassis. I don't think losing that upper rigidity is such a big deal as it would be on a lot of other
0: cars. Well, speaking of which, did you guys see that picture of the? I think it was in China, whatever. That SUV that kind of was in an accident on on, on a Model Three. Oh right? yeah, on
2: top of Model Three. Right, yeah.
0: and the glass was intact and stuff. I mean, yeah, it was cracked. It's but it, sitting on top of it, yeah, yeah, it just shows you how strong that roof is. I mean, yeah. I get mm-hmm. it people ask me all the time, oh, "What about the glass and the safety?" I said, "Let me tell you about Tesla's glass, my friend." Yeah. So yeah, it's not really an issue. So. Well, that's pretty cool. Any other predictions before we get into uh, questions, listener and and viewer
2: questions?
0: Yeah.
1: No, I just sent Trevor though a a picture of the convertible model three.
0: Oh, you did. Okay. Oh, sweet. (laughs) (laughs) No, it's an accident car. You're smart. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my god!
1: Thought you'd put it in post.
2: All right. How about this? this? I I predict uh, that someone in this box this foursome uh and I would probably say it's the content creators which is namely uh Trevor and Raj uh that one of you if not both of you will surpass some ungodly number of Twitter followers and YouTube subscribers and one of you one of you may win or be nominated for an award of some kind this year for your content creation I don't know what it is I'm not an expert in this stuff I don't know but it would not surprise me with what you guys are doing if uh, one of the two of you gets some accolade for hardware. That would
0: be really nice. I mean, 100,000 subscribers on YouTube would be totally awesome. <laughs> I'm sure Raj yes. would like that, too. That'd be really cool. Yes. I'm doing the, uh, something doing I'm the, definitely the slow climb. Work on. Yeah, <laughs> definitely going have to work on. Actually, what you mentioned, Eric, gives me an idea, and I'm going to talk to you guys off, 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 okay. offline about something that I'm right. thinking about. ...lab has a line of protective coatings that were engineered to protect your Tesla's paint, leather carpet, plastic, and wheels effectively blocking all those UV rays and environmental factors before they ever get to ruin your brand new baby. FineLab offers a complete line of car care products and ceramic coatings for both the do-it-yourselfer and professional detailers. Did we mention we also have the world's first self-healing coating? Check us out at finelab.com that's spelled f-e-y-n-l-a-b to see the science behind the self-healing. Check out our product catalog and click contact us for a free quote from a certified installer in your area fine lab and tesla we were meant for each other all right well i think it's time for us to jump into questions so i want to say thank you to everybody who submitted the questions um once again if um you're new to the show or you wonder where we get these questions from um we uh publish a google form on our twitter account and um, your twitter account my twitter account well feel free to i mean raj uh, retweeted it today to get some more eyeballs mm-hmm. on it so yes um, submit your questions that way, and that way we can answer them on the show. So the first one comes from Pekka. He says, uh, "Will Tesla be on Mars in ten years? Technically nine. Any thoughts?
2: No. Yes. Yeah. Well, when is yes. when we say like Tesla, like
0: a Tesla branded like, thing, or we mean like I we're gonna have like know, a moon not, a moon I mean, base or something? I mean, look, they they launched a Roadster into space a couple of years ago. Um, do they take well, one for Mars for you know a photo shoot?
3: Uh, well, I mean, you know, Elon did come out and say that there there will be, you know, like a Mars-compatible version of the Cybertruck, Cybertruck. Right? You know, yeah. some sort of a pressurized version of it. So I got to think they've they've got in the back of their minds that that's going to be some sort of a, a basic utility or rover vehicle for them on Mars. I mean, I don't – maybe he was just joking around, but somehow I don't think he I was. Never I never know with him. <laughs> well, the fact of the well, matter I'm is curious. how hard is it you know? The structure is so rigid already. It's not hard to make a pressurized vehicle out of it, as it would be with a traditional unit body car. Sorry, Raj, go ahead.
1: No, I was just. I'm always curious because it's. I don't know much about you know, um, you know the SpaceX side, but like, what's the what's the weight that they that they can take up there? You know, could they could that in fact like they take a Cybertruck up there? The Cybertruck's going to be heavy.
3: Yeah, I forget what the. Because uh, originally the number that floated around was 100 to 200 people per flight, right? I think when they talked about what. Well, I
2: mean, when you're talking Falcon Heavy, which is what you would need to get to Mars, uh, when you were, if you look at the if you can recall the photographs they showed of the payload when they had the Roadster with spaceman in it, uh, you saw a huge amount of space around them. Mm-hmm. So that that payload bay is enormous for Falcon Heavy. So it wouldn't surprise me if they can put something as large a Cybertruck in there despite its dimensions they, and its weight.
0: Do we even know if they left the battery in the car?
2: My guess is they took it out for the purposes of safety for
3: that what, initial test. On, uh,
0: on the Roadster? Yeah.
3: Yeah, they, they, the motors and battery were out for that.
0: Okay, all right. Yeah.
3: Well, as far as I know, for the
0: carbon fiber shell, which is pretty That's light.
3: But well, yeah, but we're not talking about the, the the Falcon Heavy at this point. We're talking about Starship.
0: Yeah, well, Falcon Heavy, I mean, the best you could do with that is 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 take a, a, a you know, a dragon crew and, uh, and land that yeah. on Mars. That's about the most you could do with something like that, because you need yeah. all that Delta V, you know, to get out to, you know, trans Mars orbit type of thing. So, um, yeah, Starship would be the vehicle, too. You know to have the cargo capacity to
3: but i, I remember yeah. seeing somewhere when you know when they did the big starship presentation that there was numbers bandied about something between 100 to 200 people per flight is what they predicted as being mm-hmm. possible and plus their baggage or whatever it was they were going to take with them which was, was
0: 100 tons to orbit or something
3: like. right that. yeah i mean you know
0: if if, if is there if, an extra
2: charge for a second carry-on
0: <laughs> oh
3: gosh! I I gotta think there will be. And it's that's it's gonna be, yeah, interesting to see. But I, I no problem. I mean hauling a whole bunch of cyber trucks up there if that's what you want to bring Hopefully we
0: won't try and, you know, nickel and dime like Spirit Airlines does, you know. <laughs> well they start well they start oh, to ping on the flight. Well, that's cost you extra two. Okay. Yeah. All right, moving along here. Next question comes from Carl, who says, Does the Model 3 and all Teslas have accelerometers? If so, for those of us that forget to activate sentry mode, can the car start recording footage, let's say, if the car backs into a parking lot? Or do the computers need to be in standby mode? Blah, blah, blah. Um, yes, yeah, so all the cars have accelerometers on it because... Well, it's two parts. One of them for um, for triggering airbags. That's critical. Basically, all modern cars have accelerometers in for that. Um, I th- as far as your question is concerned for the recording the footage well Sentry Mode is basically activated as soon as you put the car into park um, unless you have it turned off and then you have to press the button to, to turn mm-hmm. it on so um, um, yeah that's well it
3: it should right I mean to me the, the best demonstration I've seen so far was remember when they did the little cookie monster video where he's banging on the glass okay. yeah. and it, it, it'll you know it set it off so yeah. there's definitely some sort of a shock detector I don't know if it's independent of the car's accelerometers because there's, there's the ones for the stability control which are quite sensitive I don't know if they're repurposed for
0: sentry mode as well
3: they could be they're
0: you know, they, uh, they wouldn't put I, the past Tesla to do something like that. Yeah, yeah.
1: I wonder what it is because I know when, when I first, first tested sentry mode, I rocked the heck out of the car and the alarm still didn't go off. It only went off when I banged on the glass. So I'm wondering if that's – is that – I don't know what's picking that up. If it's maybe just a, a vib- vibration sensor. No, um, yeah. Haven't, and haven't not really
3: in, in car electronics and, and in the alarm. I,
0: the I set stuff. mine off when I changed my wheels. Detectors
3: for that, yeah, it's because it, it's the impact, right? It's like the shock to the wheel. I've done the same
0: thing. The no, here. actually, I, I had the wheel on and I let the jack down nice and slow, and okay. it, I hit the ground and it didn't do anything. I mean, I didn't slam it or anything like that. Oh, it just set it off.
3: Well, it, it could have tilt as well. A lot of alarm systems over the years have felt uh, have tilt sensors for the same reason. Yeah. If someone tries to jack the car up to, to so tow it away, have
0: all kinds of tilt sensors in them. So.
3: Exactly. Yeah. So there's there's various things, but no, uh, I think in this case. Like to your point, Raj, I don't know if, if like a, a vehicle bumping into it would be enough to set it off. Because I think that's
1: yeah, that's always been the kind of question is that and, and it and maybe it's gotten better over the last couple of updates. I know Century Mode was really big right when it came out and now I don't know how many people are testing it out. But I think either maybe A, it's gotten better or B, I think Sentry Mode still has, you know, there's still some more refinements that it could, you know. Uh, yeah. it, it could Ooh. get, because I know some people have shown broken glass and then not, um, yeah, that's not ha- gone that off. That has happened.
2: What if when tension mode's on the microphone inside the car is picking up certain sounds? So this, you shaking your car doesn't do anything, but tapping on the glass is enough right. that the microphone picks it up and
1: there it goes. It's possible now, but I know when I did the test, we locked ourselves inside the car, set off sentry mode, mm-hmm. and then screamed as loud as we could and it didn't do anything. Yeah. Wow, there <laughs> but, you go. There's a the
3: definitive answer.
0: Yeah, I think for sentry mode they should add the interior camera. Yes. As an mm-hmm. option and the, the, the microphone as well. That mm-hmm. would yeah. really take it to the next level. Because then yep. even if the glass I mean if the glass breaks and it gets triggered and stuff, now you got interior footage to help you with catching mm-hmm. culprits. So all right. The next one is uh, comes from our friend Raphael. This one's for you, Raj. <laughs> he says, no. "When is Raj going to come visit Teslatino, and uh, is he going to be coming to Cars and Coffee?"
1: <laughs> oh, I know, I know. You know, the only way to do that is trip. if 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 I if I get my work to if if my work gets me to cover Florida as a territory, then <laughs> then they might they it might happens. have to call me and be like, hey. Why do you keep going out to Florida so much? I'm like, oh, there's there's a lot of clients out yeah, here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, mm-hmm. it's a
0: cool place. It's warm. It's all good. Yeah. Um, we'll have more to say about cars and coffee, hopefully sh- shortly. Um, Ian and I are heading down to Florida for some R and R, some vacation time. At the uh, you're village. coming? Oh no! Yes. I'll 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 when you're coming, I'll plan to leave. Yes. And uh, we traditionally always have uh, cars and coffee organized by our good friends at uh, Evanex. We're also a wonderful sponsor of the podcast. And, uh, but anyways, we'll have more to say about that once we get everything finalized. So hopefully another week, maybe two weeks at the maximum, and uh, we'll have that announcement to talk about. All right, next question comes from uh, Steve. He says, do you think Tesla will start using the new wiring system in the Model 3? And I think what he's talking about is what they took the patent out, sp- mm-hmm. supposedly for the Model Y. Um, I'm going to answer this one. I'm going to say that in due time, I think that this patent, if it actually does come to fruition, because remember the patent was taken out as part of their efforts to do more automation, and it was kind of insinuated that it would be in the Model Y. So if it actually is in the Model Y, I think that it's something that will eventually show up in the cars as they get changed over time, eventually Mm -hmm. make it into the Model 3. Right now, they can't be disrupting anything on on Model 3. Um, So... The answer is yes, I think it will show up in future cars and eventually a model three or whatever derivative they have at that time. But um no nah, I don't I don't think they'll retrofit it right away. That's per yeah, I agree.
3: Sure. Yeah, hundred percent. that's exactly right.
0: All right. next question comes from Greg, he says, there's been a lot of talk about people who got, after April 2019, and expected Hardware 3, but actually got 2.5 instead. I know if you buy FSD, you get the free upgrade, but uh, do you think Elon will upgrade the others who bought after this date without FSD, and let uh, people pay to have Hardware 3 without the FSD option? Right now, it's the only visualization, but at some point, uh, we'll have better Autopilot on 3. Um, no, I think, uh, listen, the cost of upgrading the computer is included in the FSD price. As far as offering it for free, new. You know, if they do some kind of subscription service, um, I know a lot of people have been asking about, you know, instead of forking out all this money for FSD up front, they do some kind of uh, uh, subscription service? I think Elon was open to the idea, but not until it's actually ready. Um, so, no, I don't, and also, I don't you're
1: think you're not it's... you're not really gaining anything, you know, well, other than right being now. able to see the the, you want to see the cones, cones and the <laughs> garbage cans.
0: Yeah, garbage cans. <laughs> yeah, I see cones, but it's it's more of a distraction in a lot of ways. But um, right now, it's, it's just too early. I mean, they're just going to start um, Hardware 3 upgrades sometime in the next month or so. So, oh, by the way, we should tell everybody once again, uh, try not to try and bug Tesla about making a, an appointment looking for the Hardware 3 upgrade. Let them call you. Um, There have been some people that have gotten the upgrade um, under the auspices of having some service already done in their car, asking for it at the same time and say, well, listen, since you're already here, we happen to have some, let's do it for you. But just asking them for the FSD upgrade without anything else. Good luck. Um, I think it's also VIN specific. it, It is tied to the VIN. Um, but just requesting it um, just by itself and if your VIN is not coming up in the queue uh, don't Mm -hmm. be surprised if Tesla cancels it on you and say we'll contact you when the time is ready so anyways also quick uh,
2: quick prediction on 2020 with FSD Uh, it's not coming out this year moving on (laughs) (laughs)
0: Um, hence hence no RoboTaxi either right Eric?
1: (sighs) (laughs) I challenge you on that one Eric I think it'll I think it'll come out this year.
2: I, I just don't see regulatory approval coming out this soon. If te- if, Tesla, if okay, Tesla's the go, only if if Tesla's the only name in the game, it's not going to happen. You need you need well, more than just Tesla data to do that.
1: I guess definition of full self-driving. Right? Could they limit it? Could they write it as beta, and you still need to, you know, hold the steering wheel and like do, all autopilot, this like we do we gotta, autopilot? Someone's got to be
2: in the seat. Yeah, maybe, yeah, maybe, yeah, maybe, maybe, sure. maybe they, yeah, maybe they release certain features to those who paid the the three thousand, four thousand, you know, infinite number of dollars out of their wallet. Sure, uh, but in but in terms of like here it is carte blanche. Go for it. Nah. Oh, yeah, no, yeah. Limited FSD. And I
0: think, I think limited FSD is almost almost imminent. The fact that the hardware 3 computers can actually see more of the world, we're getting better curb detection and stuff. Um, I mean listen, listen. you can't have FSD without the visual system being accurate and seeing things. I mean Raj did a video where he's driving around and you can actually see the street lights and the colors are changing and the street lights are being detected and the road markings. All that stuff needs to be there in order to get to FSD. So the fact that they actually have it working now even though it's in preview mode tells me that in certain circumstances, they could turn it on in certain jurisdictions, so.
2: I also, but I also think when it comes to that is we look at autopilot, all the figures that kept coming out on a, on their annual reports and accidents and all that sort of thing is that it takes all of those cars to accumulate that much data. It may be that they're doing all these hardware upgrades for the cars that need it aside from the model threes that already have it. Uh, cause we know that's also been going on is when those cars switch over from hardware 2.5 to then hardware version 3 then start collecting new data is it going to be a, like how many cars do they have to have with that with that hardware in it before they then have enough data to then make another release. Because mind you, we had version nine had some cool features, but then version ten. Like I, I still think there's gonna be a, a. You need a lot more cars and a lot more real world data before you can really say we're ready for this. Like oh, just no, because absolutely. you're just because you're changing the hardware now doesn't mean it's actually it's ready to. Well, that's to hit why the they're roads. not in a
0: rush to be changing it because it, yeah. it, it, you know the the advantages of it. There's no advantage to, to paste it. it. You just got to pace it. You know, a lot of people want traffic cones, but at the end of the day, what what does it do for you, right? <laughs> Um, all right. I just want my car to
2: be able to summon in the parking lot correctly.
0: <laughs> Moving along. Next question comes from James, uh, James. He says, is the Tesla radar a simple unit, as, um, i.e., just an output pulse and then a reflect, detected reflection, or is it more of a specific, a sophisticated with a phase array capabilities? Well, I don't know. Um, I do know that our, our friend on Twitter there, Green The Only, has done lots and lots of work on this stuff. Um, and going back to what Elon had said, I think it was probably a couple years ago, that um, Tesla has figured out a way to use the front-facing radar to spray a bit of a point cloud and use that as part of their detection. And if you look at these videos once in a while, he does show not only the bounding boxes of what the AI sees, but actually little points and stuff that come up from what the radar sees. So as far as which is which, I couldn't tell you. Um, I'm not a radar specialist. So thanks for the question, James, but I wish I knew more. It, but yeah, but it, Green it, the only it, is the only guy to has, be asking this.
3: Yeah, exactly. We, we should find that out. Um, but what still blows me away, I don't know if you guys have ever experienced this, but I remember him talking about it a while ago that it was able to bounce a signal under the car in front of you and detect the next car ahead. I've seen and this has happened to me a bunch of times, and I'm like, it still freaks me out. How incredible! Yeah, it how is. it
0: sees two cars ahead yeah. of you. Yeah.
3: Yeah. yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And it, it well, really. No, it,
2: yeah. And I, I've had it where my car knows that that second car is the one that's suddenly breaking or something's going to exactly. happen, and yeah. it, it alerts me. And yeah, two cars ahead. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: Okay. Uh boy, lots of questions here. We're gonna kind of pedal through here a little bit. Let's move on here to. Um... Well, you got the joystick. It's, it's yeah, all on you. Yeah. 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 Well, Andrew um, submits a question. He says, although it would be nice to have a Model Y, the Model 3 seems like a better value. What do you think? Are people overestimating the amount of Ys that Tesla will sell? No. no I think we kind of answered that. <laughs> no. You write
2: your tongue, Andrew. How
0: dare you,
2: sir?
3: The Model 3, I will go completely on a limb and say, it makes way more sense to me. You don't need the amount of space a Model Y has. I'm going to get a ton of hate on that, because we're space-obsessed in North
0: America. But it's not new. new. Remember, in the sixties and seventies, we had things yeah. called station wagons.
3: That's oh, exactly. Yeah. Don't don't even start me on the track. I
0: <laughs> will we'll kill every squire. It's sell gang The Griswold mobile. El Camino. We love our. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's see here. Next question comes from Scott. He says, "This is a good one, actually. Can you talk about the important factor that you can generate electricity in your own country whenever you are, while you can't import gas oil?" If something like this is Iranian—oh, my God, here we go in political stuff. I'm sorry about this. Um, Well, let's face it. As EV owners, you can put solar panels on your house, and you can generate your own electricity. This is the only vehicles you can buy on the market that you can actually do this. You can't make oil or hydrogen in your backyard to power any other vehicle. So as far as that's concerned, yes. I mean, there are— Always concerns with oil because it is a commodity and it's traded on the market, and you're always at the mercy of price price fluctuations and all kinds of market situations. It's also a limited resource, exactly. Mm-hmm. Whereas electricity, and the nice thing is the you know the cost is the same last week as it was the month before and the month before it never it doesn't change yeah. all that much. Um, not that they say it can't, but um, yeah, there's something to be said for this, and obviously choosing an EV does things for you on several different levels yeah you get the political situation you've got the environment you've got fuel savings you've got all these other things but I think that's a personal choice and you can't just say to everybody you must do it it's because this this and this Um, you know every choice is different for everybody out there but um, but yeah generating electricity yeah I mean uh, we're seeing more growth in renewables these days and um, it, it plays well I mean not a day doesn't go by when we talk about you know, people will ask you about your electric car and they'll bring up things like the, you know, the long tailpipe situation, right? Yeah, okay. <laughs> you're, you're switching one thing for another, but the fact is I don't think many people really understand the fact that electrical power plants, and it doesn't matter what source you use to generate electricity, is way, way more efficient than any internal combustion ever could, an engine could ever be. Those things are literally the least efficient things we've ever invented. So... Ah, uh, let's see here. Next question comes well. Well, Eric, you, you want to take one of these questions? Why don't you read some of them?
2: Do I? I have to read now? Yeah, We're, please do. All right, you're, you're kind of getting gotta, tired? Yeah. <laughs> all right. Um, <laughs> I charge sometimes at free high speed. This is from Chris. Sorry, I forgot I got to do the names first. I charge okay. sometimes at free high speed Chetamo chargers close by my home. Is there a way to precondition the battery, similar to how Tesla starts preconditioning for a supercharger when you navigate to one?
0: I don't believe so with Chatamo, And the reason is is because the handshake is different than it is with the supercharger, um, mainly because it's level 3. I mean, you can do this on level 2 pretty easily, but on a supercharger, you can't because that's a different— I mean, it's shunted straight into the battery. So I don't think on level 3 you can do any of that stuff.
3: Well, really, in our cars, I think the limiting factor is it's triggered by the computer knowing that you're on your way to a supercharger. Navigating.
2: Right? Mm-hmm. It's, it's
3: navigating, so it's the navigation system. So it would have to recognize the Chathamo station as such, and as far as I know, they don't. So that's I think it's a hard no in this case. Well, also,
2: preconditioning isn't even done now for a destination charging station. Nope. So it won't even do it for that. I'm
0: sorry. I I have to rephrase my answer because I misread the question. But yes, you you guys are absolutely right. I don't think it's it's possible. It's triggered specifically because of the superchargers.
1: Now, mm-hmm. Could you essentially navigate to a supercharger but not drive there? Yes. So that your car is preconditioned. Oh, yeah. That's a,
0: actually a tip that I give a lot of people. Raj with the hack. That's not bad. <laughs> you know, no, that's the, no, it's, it's, you I'm cheater. glad you mentioned it. Um, yeah. <laughs> I have told people to do that. If you're in the winter months and things are a little bit cold, even though if your destination is not a supercharger, you can get your regen back a little bit faster by picking a supercharger because it'll precondition. So that'll help hmm. th- keep things up. I mean, you know, side effect is you lose a bit of energy in the process, but. Or just drive it faster. That works. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> down, Ward
2: Ward asks: Is there a way to teach my Tesla to park in my driveway? Hmm.
0: Teach? Uh, I don't well, know you can't you force it. That. <laughs> <laughs> Should never force anything. Um,
3: Other than advance summon by standing in your driveway. Hmm. I,
2: don't
0: think I mean, so. I some, mean, some... no. I've had my car think that my driveway is a parking spot when I put it in reverse and it wants to do the auto park thing. I mean, I know I've, you're, I've had if, had you have home, if you have home if you
2: have HomeLink, then technically you have a garage you can open and close, and that the car will do that. But I think other than that, I don't know else you could do without HomeLink.
0: Hmm. hmm. Good question, Ward. Don't really have an answer for that right now, but um, we're I mean, are the I'm- absolute worst. <laughs> we need to start 2020, you know? Oh, my <laughs> goodness. All right. Answer boxing. Uh,
2: Renee asks How can you default the AC vent to the closed position? It's downright toxic getting in your car and pressing the brake when a truck's in front of you is warming up their engine. Ooh. So how can you not have it set? Well, I know that with the recent, uh, there was a recent uh, software release for the vehicles, and in there it now includes uh, your AC controls as your uh, profile settings. So you may just want to change your profile settings to have that as default and just manually in the car, turn it back on, but not save the setting. That might be the way to go about it.
0: Yeah, that's a good idea. Can we take a moment and give the, the engineers at Tesla a very big round of applause for the voice commands? Yes. Oh my God! How when long it, have we waited for that? <laughs> yeah,
3: it is epic when it when it yeah the the bacon thing was unbelievable with the seat.
0: <laughs> I whinged when I saw that. I want three bacon. Yeah, I I was sitting in my car and I thought, you know, we refer to this as bacon. Let's try it out. Yeah. I, the bacon's not a trigger word. It's the fact that you set you know set the heat right. siders to.
3: Yeah, yeah, no, I tried it a few different ways, and it's only the way you did it yeah, uh, exactly. that would work. I just want to go back to uh, Renee's um, question again, though. Just so we're, The AC vent to the close position, we're talking about recirculation, right? So Correct. on the right hand of your screen, just so we're clear for everybody, there's a little button for recirculation. So you would have to turn that recirculation mm-hmm. on. So recirculation has to be engaged, so it doesn't pull outside air. And then you would save your driver setting like that. Maybe that'll work.
1: I think that when you change it, it might auto-save.
0: It's worth trying. I don't
1: Yeah. yeah. Or you mm. can voice command it.
0: Yes. Yep. And the voice command is turn off face level vent.
1: Well, that's that's turning off the
3: vent. We're talking about not oh, wanting to
0: circulate. Well, yes, the... you can use to turn on. Speaking of yeah. which, we should make a mention here, and I'll put a link in the show in the video description. We are maintaining a list on the forum of all the discovered voice commands that work. So if you're interested in finding it out um, we have uh, we have a list on the form and I'll put it in there you guys can check it out uh, The guy's been collecting it and we've been putting it on a spreadsheet so um, and it's only going to get keep getting it. better.
1: And Trevor mm-hmm. did a great job in his first uh, initial take of uh, all the voice commands. That was, that was a fun video. That was
0: good. Yeah. Well, you know, I want to say thanks to Raj because he called me and he says, you know what? I didn't have enough time in, in my friend's car <laughs> to do this. Why don't you, you try your hand at it? And he gave me some ideas. So thank you, Raj, for for the one. I, 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 I love you that
2: you're sitting in all the different back seats like, let me try this seat. How about hey, this seat? That was seat? Raj's I... idea. That
0: wasn't mine. Mm-hmm. So All credit goes to that, buddy. But yeah, uh, that was a fun together. video to make. And it came together. And, the, and, and during the editing process, I'm like, well, I didn't you even get, try. Get excited, but it's right? worked how, out really how, well. Yeah. How
2: great would it be if Raj knew it wouldn't work? He just wanted to see if he'd be dumb enough to try it. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, all I right. certainly had a lot of fun doing it. So anyway. That
2: is true. Uh, so La Petite. All right. I'm going to butcher yeah, this yeah. last name. I uh, See, I can't. Not I... Grier,
0: Grier. That's her nickname. She's
3: actually a very nice lady who used my referral code to buy her car.
0: Oh, well, thank you. Oh, how about That's that? Really sweet. Yeah.
2: So her question is, uh, this is regarding to the cap for the towing uh, compartment. Has anyone been able to remove the cap to the towing hole, don't ask why, without breaking the cap? What's the trick or twist to successfully removing it? I broke it, yet follow the instructions
0: to the letter. Yeah, Raj and I have both done it. What you have to do is press in the upper left quadrant. Or is it the right quadrant? I like how I like right. how you put your finger in the air right.
1: and and pushed like this imaginary right. thing as if your podcast listeners it, can see what the hell left you're doing top right. I forget now. I think it's top right, but I will agree with her that I also followed the instructions to the T and I could not get that thing. It's off difficult for the life to of it me. get out. Yeah, I had to deal. use Man, I'm trying to remember what I did. I can't remember if I used the pry tool from the front. Or if I shoved something from back to try to pop it out because it just wasn't coming. And I was like – and I remember reading everything about people who had broken it. Yeah. Like I, I don't want to break it.
2: I would make this recommendation. I would say, folks, if you're not sure how to do it, schedule a mobile service appointment with Tesla and have a tech come out to do it for you and be like, let him. Break whoa, it. what did you <laughs> just do? Let me see that again and then see if they can do it without yeah. actually – Yeah, some
0: lateral thinking,
2: the tricks of the trade. Hey, I'm not the only he's not. Roger's the only person here with cheat codes and stuff. (laughs) 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 This isn't Mortal Kombat. What are you talking about? All right. Uh, Next program. This question is from Jeanette. This is a referral program question. I read somewhere about a potential new referral program. So 2020. Hmm. Do you have any details? I'm a new owner and interested in your thoughts on
0: how easy it is and how to get referrals. Well, number one rule is uh, don't spread it on social media, on Twitter, because that doesn't work. Don't butts do and seats. Butts and seats. You got to get butts mm-hmm. and seats. Just talk um, about talk it. Everywhere you go, show yep. off your car. Talk about, talk about it. About it. Uh, have it on a business card. That's what I've been doing. Have it mm-hmm. on a business card. Everybody you talk to, you give it to them. Um, Andy Sly will tell you uh, Lyft and Uber are great ways to get referrals. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. uh, um, Jeanette, if you have a
2: Twitter, you can put it in your Twitter bio. Um, or that's is a that good test.
0: Frowning on that, isn't they? they?
2: Or is it? you No, I'm sorry. You can tweet. You can tweet about it. You just can't keep yeah. it in your bio. Tom. I'm sorry. Yeah. I reversed that. You can. You can I tweet about it.
3: That though, do they really enforce that? Because
1: I see a lot of people still doing it. Mm, I don't. It, Earl. I don't. I don't think Earl they enforce it. But <laughs> yeah. I, I think it's just. It's kind of over. It's just more of like a respect thing. That hey, I'm not gonna do it. The well, last was, thing you want is like you win or or they come and they like yeah, you don't qualify because. We see right. it in your bio or something
2: like that. Uh, I, I can imagine someone going, I have 11 followers. What are you talking about?
1: I don't, I don't think <laughs> so, they were really going to say
0: anything about it right now because it's not like the prior program where you got really out of hand with oh, yeah. all the prizes yeah. and stuff. Right now it's, you know, it's a bit of supercharging and stuff. So I, I don't think it's that big of a deal if you want to put it in your profile or your handle or something like that. But I'll tell you right now, social media, not really, a, not really a place. Never worked for me anyways. Um, yeah bets in seats. Get your friends out there. Um, now, as far as our new referral program, well, the current mm-hmm. one that's in place is still there. As far as I know, I, I haven't checked on it lately, but I haven't seen it changed. I don't expect it to change all that much anyways, because let's say they've, they've taken away all of the the previous perks now. It's basically just, just supercharging. Mm-hmm. So, I mean. You're on the chance
3: to win uh, a Y or a Roadster.
0: That's true. Oh, by the way, we should mention that uh, I know every, every time that's brought up, everybody asks, well, when are the winners going to be announced?
3: Mm-hmm. That is I a don't
0: good know. Are, have they published? Maybe said they, they already have? Publi- make that public, or is that still a privacy thing?
2: Is this like
3: publishers' clearinghouse? You may have already won.
2: I wouldn't. I. You know you what? Know what? Somebody, I'll say It's this. like a the lottery question. If I if I were to win the lottery, I wouldn't tell a soul.
0: Here's what I think what they yeah. would do, and this just makes sense. Let's say they do a reveal, or not a reveal, a delivery event for the Model Y. And the initial batch of winners, they get invited. Not all expenses paid because Tesla doesn't do that. Yeah, right? and then they, and bring they drive away backstage. with their car. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Nice little perk.
3: It would be. They could do it Oprah style, and you win a Model Y, and you win. Oh, you a get Ma- a Model
0: Y. You get, get a Model Y. <laughs> They're <a Model> <laughs> coming,
3: and then just you know do it Oprah style.
0: <laughs> All right, last question, Eric. What do you think?
2: I mean, we we've we've beaten this to a dead horse, but why not? Let's go for it. Um, <laughs> oh. Sam asks. I have an RWD long-range Model 3. I was supposed to have 325 miles of range from a software update months ago, and my car would get that for a couple of months. I no longer see that. Will I ever see 325? Tesla advertises 322 on the dual motor on the design studio.
0: Okay.
1: <laughs> I'm I will I
2: will not I will I will podcast
0: say. goes by when we don't get a question of
2: some kind. All right, area. Sam, mm-hmm. let me throw this out there. So I recently got my car down to about three percent SOC state of charge and figured let me charge up to close to ninety percent to see what the number is. And I went from showing percentage on my display to showing mileage, and I can tell you oh, so it mileage. still isn't fixed, right? So the number is never gonna go back. Um, there was a software update, uh, some weeks ago and I say some weeks ago is in probably late fall last year where due to recent, um, concerns about fire hazards, there are a few, and I really mean a few cars that had, had fires with the battery packs, um, made a software change, uh, that they spread across the entire fleet to lower the top number so that it doesn't run the risk of having some heat issue or something with your batteries and that sort every Tesla had their their top number and the mileage drop a little bit so my car originally came with 310 at some point had like 318 319 and then i have not come close to that figure since then Trevor and I will tell you if you set your uh display to show percentage and not mileage you're you're never gonna know you're totally fine percentage and if you don't if you don't and if you don't drive hundreds of miles a day, you're not making a long road trip, it's not that big a deal. You won't even really notice it.
0: I, I think it's important to also remember to mention to people that uh, this is not a battery degradation thing. So don't Correct. think that your battery's degraded. It's just a change in the Tesla algorithm that they've been playing with a little bit that mm-hmm. changes the way the display is. And... Uh, You know, uh, I've said it before, I'm a very big proponent of uh, switching the car to percentage mode and treating it like a cell phone Mm -hmm. or a regular gasoline car. Most gasoline cars have a gauge that's full, half or empty. And treat it like that, and drive and also, your car until you hit about twenty percent, then start thinking about charging.
2: And these are EPA estimates; they always were from the very beginning. Estimate. The the three ten was never an actual figure that Tesla says you're gonna get three ten in your car. They were just estimates. How you, I mean, Ian will tell you how you drive your car always affects your mileage. If you're someone who predominantly drives highway speeds, you're never hitting three ten. On it's a, a long range heater. Model Three,
0: You're I think part of the problem. I right. said this before here is that Tesla ships the cars by default set to miles or kilometers instead of percentage. And if, mm-hmm. if they have just switched the car to percentage right off the bat, I think it would yep. I would cure a lot of those problems for a lot of people. It yeah. would true but, that, but they market the Model Three as standard range, long range, so you have to attach some kind of number to. But that. I will
2: say this though, Sam, your car is not worth less because you have eight less miles on it. <laughs> Yeah. No, if so and, I'll, I'll, I'll buy it from you. No, and okay. and to the bigger question for any of you that you know are seeing this. Ask these, Mark, you know, he'll he'll sell his car every five minutes, it seems. And <laughs> if you're
3: not but if you're not getting the capacity, like or the range or whatever showing up and you're thinking, oh my god, I'm losing range <laughs> or whatever. I sort of went through this bout of paranoia a few months ago, around the time Eric was talking about when they were jacking the numbers up and down in the mm-hmm. fall, and I, I called up the—oh, I didn't call it, but I, I contacted mobile service, and my mobile service ranger remotely diagnosed the battery. Says, "Bro, your battery's mint. It's like within one percent of the fleet average mm-hmm. for your cars. It's in excellent shape. You've got no worries." So, and and sure enough, if my stats app was going up and down at the same time, and here I am in the middle of winter, and it's climbing back up again. So. I don't know yeah, what so it does. Is like Florida. A long explanation, of like how weird the BMS system is on this car, how sophisticated it is, and if you do these little short trips, it messes it up. And he says, just drive the car and enjoy it. He says, and it's the, true. Enough. The,
0: the moral of out. the story I'm is don't, <laughs> don't, overthink about <laughs> don't overthink yep. it. Don't overthink it. The Tesla engineers have spent a lot of time, many years on this. They know what they're doing. They're experts. Uh, don't worry about it too much. But again, set it to percentage and forget about it. Yes. All right. Well, that brings us to the end of the show, Raj. Since you're our guest of honor tonight, what would you like to plug? Obviously, your YouTube channel. Make sure you subscribe to Tesla Raj.
1: Yeah, just uh, Tesla Raj on YouTube. Tesla underscore Raj on Twitter. You know, Twitter for the short, quick updates, and, and YouTube for uh, informative, entertaining videos. I guess. Yeah. Yes,
0: and and delivery specialist extraordinaire. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yes. Yes. Oh, that's that's actually I'd probably promote that as 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 more. If anyone's looking at buying a Tesla. Um, and has any questions about the vehicle or you just picked up your vehicle I get emails all the time and this is actually what um, what I love love doing is just rajateslaraj.com shoot me an email Um, I do respond back I in fact ran into somebody who bought a vehicle because he reached out to me um, and he was talking about Model X and I I, he's like I asked you three questions and you wrote an essay back and he's (laughs) like and I met him at an event and he's like this nice. car I bought because of you. And so that was like awesome. really rewarding. And that's, yeah, that's probably the So just a part.
0: reminder for if you're watching or you're listening that Raj is in the Bay Area. So just remember that, you know, he can travel within a certain distance, but uh, you know, I <laughs> uh, can come down to LA, mm, I don't know, we'll see. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yes, trying to do that trip. Yes,
0: I appreciate that. All right, uh, Ian, how about you? What would you like to play?
3: Well, the usual suspects. If you are looking uh, to contact me in any way, shape, or form with any sort of a technical questions, there's two ways you can do that. One of them is via Twitter. Um, the handle is at Ian Pavelko. You can also do so at the Tesla, on, um, Tesla Owners Online forum, where the handle is mad Hungarian. So you can send me a public or private message in either of those vendors. I'll be happy to help you out on that.
0: Best place and- in the world.
3: Yeah, and uh, if you're looking for um, some uh, fine Tesla Evolve wear, there's always my Teespring shop, um, at Hungarian uh, at teespring.com, where uh, you can pick up your new Model Y shirt and soon-to-be Cybertruck shirt. Now, I will, in case anyone who's watching notices the fact that I'm wearing a Cybertruck shirt, I wish, I wish dearly that this had been my idea. I thought it was brilliant, but <laughs> this is a Christmas gift I got from my beloved from um, BlipShift which is one of the world's coolest automotive t-shirt sites, And they it was only limited edition, so sadly, it's already expired. What
0: does your shirt say so that people know what it says? Yes,
3: if you, if you can't see it, it's it's the Cybertruck in profile with a little bit of smashed glass and a ray of light going through it, which is broken to the prism spectrum, which is exactly done with the right font and everything as the dark side of the Moon Pink Floyd album. And it says, the shard side of the Moon <laughs> <That's laughs> I, I love I, it. When I saw this. Was like That is so amazing. That's an awesome shirt. Yeah, All right. Well,
0: visited. as usual, links to uh, Ian's stuff will be in the uh, podcast uh, uh, description so you guys can check it out. And uh, Eric? How can All right, so you?
2: Uh, two things. The first is uh, I want to kind of plug this. One of our sponsors of the show is Evanex. Uh, there's an awesome code for our listeners. If you want to save $5 on any order at EvanX.com, you can enter the code HIGH5 at checkout. That's H-I-G-H and the number 5. Uh, at checkout for any order, $50 or greater, you can knock off five bucks, which is awesome. That might even help save on some shipping costs. Um, but rather than plug myself, I want to, uh, say, uh, that I've read during the winter vape break we were on for a uh, couple of weeks, I went ahead and went to the iTunes reviews, going to, uh, uh, Trev had a link about this and is like, thank you to everybody. I'm like, let me actually go read these things. I haven't, <laughs> I haven't read them since we've been doing the show. And, uh, for all the feedback we get, positive, negative criticism, critiques, whatever, uh, we appreciate it. You know, Rating our show, you know, what seems like the average of, what, four and a half stars out of five is amazing. So thank you for that. But even if you gave us one star because you hate my rants or because you didn't like Ian's plugging of his shirts or you don't like the sound of Michael's voice, whatever it is, um, thank you for listening to our show. And if you continue to listen, great. If you don't, we'd love to have you back. We're going we're gonna to do some great things this year. Um, but I also want to take the chance to say that the three gentlemen that I'm with on the show and all of the guests we had last year – make the show as great as it is. Um, I am a smart person by nature, but these three men are intelligent beyond measure. Uh, They make me sound smarter than I actually am. I'm kind of an actual buffoon, really. Um, But if there's any questions you have about these cars, these three guys know so much. Ian is honestly, knows more about wheels than I think the inventor of a wheel, which is amazing. Uh, Trevor (laughs) knows so much about cars and all kinds of stuff. And Raj is just, if you want to know what a great teacher looks like, Believe me, you you don't actually see it until you see them do their work. And Raj's work is just uh, the work of miracles. So give these guys a follow, all the social media stuff, all of the things you can. Don't stalk them in real life because that's illegal. Uh, <laughs> but but seriously, these, these guys are amazing. And you know what? I think uh, I want to say uh, happy
0: new model year since we have a Model Y coming out. So there you go, everybody. Enjoy the show. Nice. Excellent. Well, I guess that leaves me. I uh, want to say thank you to everybody tonight of course for joining in and all of you listeners and uh, watchers out there we publish this both uh, on um, on our rss feed so you can get it in your podcast player Uh, we also publish it on our youtube channel that's tesla owners online you can look for that and we have some 65 66 other episodes and stuff you can go back and listen to and uh, if you want to follow me I'm very active on twitter the handles model 3 owners the at symbol or you can just search for tesla owners online that's me and uh, check out our forum at teslaownersonline.com, the best place for discussing all Tesla stuff. It's a very friendly forum. It's really well organized. We have some mm-hmm. awesome sponsors on there. Speaking of which, I want to say a big thank you to the guys at Doolaban Insurance, Fine Lab Ceramic Coatings, and the guys at Evanex for sponsoring our show. We really appreciate all of that. And uh, as Eric said, if you like the show, hey, head on over to iTunes and give us a thumbs up or tell us what you think, whatever. Every little bit helps. And with that, we will let you go, and we will talk to you again next week with hopefully some even more exciting Tesla news. Thanks for watching, guys. See you later.
3: Bon année tout le monde. What he said.